Star Wars 1313. It's now become legend on what could go wrong with a Star Wars game, but there's something happening that could bring it back to life, alongside some very interesting Ahsoka news. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. So there's a name in Star Wars that we've all heard rumblings of when it comes to the gaming space, but we haven't heard the name in a long time. Mm. And that is Star Wars 1313. At least we haven't heard it in a positive sense mm. until now. Backstory before we get into the real juicy details. There was a project that was announced a while ago now, and it's led by Amy Hennig, who was one of the big people on Uncharted. She launched a game studio alongside a Marvel project. They announced that they're going to be working on a Star Wars project. Mm. And you know who just recently joined the team at Skydance New Media? Who's that? Someone that worked on 1313. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> what do we know about 1313? It was kind of like a bounty hunter take slash Boba Fett mm-hmm. continuation story-ish. Yeah, more of like the teenage years of Boba Fett. Mm, yeah, so it definitely had a lot of like grungy kind of takes. Mm-hmm. It was set on the level of Coruscant. 1313 because there's over a thousand levels of course on deep in the underworld the opening scene that we saw at e3 many years ago was a gameplay session going down on the ship going deeper and deeper and deeper into coruscant's hmm. underworld which would have been freaking amazing mm-hmm. but there's a couple things that went wrong with that title one this was towards the end of lucas arts as a thing hmm. in terms of the gaming space and then we get to george lucas's love of <laughs> disrupting mm. what people had planned at LucasArts. George Lucas never was very involved in the gaming space, but when he did get involved, it caused chaos. And the biggest chaos was 1313 was originally supposed to be an original character. Then George Lucas got involved mm-hmm. and it became a Boba Fett origin story mm. to tie into the Coruscant-based underworld TV show that he okay. was playing around with. Oh, okay. Yes. So that's kind of like the backstory here. That's fascinating. Just the thought of this like master plan. Uh-huh. And now we have this like background master plan going on that we're now seeing almost like just with Dave Filoni mm-hmm. and their kind of world that they've been creating. And... It's like George Lucas V2. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Because we did eventually get a continuation of Boba Fett's story. Obviously not a younger version of Boba Fett like his versions would have been but we are seeing more of that side of things we're seeing ahsoka we're seeing continuations of the stories that george lucas had a part in Mm -hmm. and was heavily inspired like he was involved in those processes in certain ways obviously in the case of 1313 it wasn't the greatest ways but he was involved and that was part of his master plan was (laughs) to make everything about a uh, boba fan fair enough great Mm -hmm. character need to see more i'd love to see more I'd love to see that specific area of Boba Fett's story told as well. I think mm-hmm. that would have been very fascinating to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've definitely seen Boba Fett woven in through the books and things. Mm-hmm. He's definitely on Coruscant. There is definitely a strong tie yeah. there in his little ragtag team of bounty hunters and I, I mean, we <laughs> see him. villainy. <laughs> we see him in Jedi Survivor, mm-hmm. and he's like 23. Huh. So I missed that part. Yeah. Oh. There's a mission in Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. About uh, it's on the bounty hunter side. You go through, you do all the bounty hunters, and you give the pucks to this one um, bounty hunter named Cage, and 
she's like, oh, nope, your bounty's pretty high. So now I'm going to turn you in. And then right before any of that happens, you fight her. And then right before you're about to kill her, Boba Fett comes in. Oh, okay. And it's like, nope, okay. <laughs> I've got a bounty on her head. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I always collect on my bounties. Fascinating. Yeah. But switching gears back to Skydance, mm-hmm. what the heck is going on here? Yeah. Well, Amy Hennig has, a uh, at this point, a long history with Star Wars games. Uh, <laughs> Attempt. Did attempted Star Wars, Star Wars games? games? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Way back in the day, alongside when Jedi Fallen Order was announced, there was this sizzle reel of some Star Wars projects that they were working on. And I think of that of that highlight reel, maybe one game came out of it. Oof. It was a little rough, but in that highlight reel was this project called Project Ragtag, is what we eventually came to know it as. And it was heavily inspired by the Uncharted games, considering Amy Hennig's past, it makes a lot of sense, but heavily inspired by Uncharted. And it wanted to tell a more linear story in Star Wars and heavily lean into the storytelling aspect because they brought Doug Chang on. They brought a bunch of Lucasfilm people on to brainstorm this story. Very much Indiana Jones, Star Wars-esque, Uncharted-style game. Would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this a little bit before mm-hmm. um, in previous episodes. Just what that would have, what that game would have meant, and what that game would have like might have looked like, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I wonder now, now that they're saying, "Oh, she might be getting back to this," and now there's a new guy that may be on the project, sort of thing. Now that they're saying this, what would that story look like now? I wonder if it'll be even. I, I doubt yeah. it's the same game. Oh, absolutely not. Actually, I kind of hope it's not because. After so long, we don't want to be like expecting the same thing. And I think as we grow as people, that story, no matter what it was, mm-hmm. would have to change. Yeah. And, and I wonder, there's there's always these background stories around Lucasfilm, especially in the game space, of wanting certain things to happen. Respawn was heavily pressured into making not a lightsaber story, but a more bounty hunter-esque story. They pushed back on that and said, no, we're doing one on lightsabers, and this is our idea for it, and we're either going to do this or we won't do a Star Wars game. Is basically what they said. Mm-hmm. But going in and saying the plan was originally for a, a Star Wars game to be released in this linear, more story based game. The reason it failed was EA. Mm, lovely. <laughs> change of strategies at EA change of relationships in terms of what they wanted to bring into Star Wars and um, expectations changing for what they wanted from the Star Wars franchise. Mm. When you make a Star Wars project, in the video game space at least, probably in other areas, especially in the video game space, there is a, a Star Wars tax licensing fee that you have to pay. And usually it's paid over the course of the sales or upfront. But they, there was some interview or something that was said that basically you'd have to make 20% more sales on a Star Wars game than any other of their licenses. Oh my gosh. Which makes sense, but because it's Star Wars, Star Wars is massive, mm. they're going to make 20% more sales. Okay. Look at Je- the the Jedi series. Yeah. Fallen Order was one of the best-selling single-player games when it released. It ended up selling 12 to 15 million or something like oh. that. Jedi Survivor is doing very well, rating very well critically as well as selling quite well, mm-hmm. consistently being in the top five, top ten. So there's that side of things. Mm-hmm. 
but visceral uh rest in peace visceral because of these changes so amy hennig left and was like yeah i'm not doing this mm. they tried to switch gears and do more of like um not quite mmo but more online version of the game that failed and then visceral just got dissolved as a studio and a lot of people got laid off or just in ingested into the the beast that is ea and that story kind of died but something that we're probably going to see more of when it comes to skydance new media stuff is that expansion of the storytelling in the video game space mm. what does it look like for star wars 13 13 people as well as uncharted people as well as all of the people in these relationships with lucasfilm what does it look like for them to bring like no we're going to tell a story mm-hmm. and then it's going to be a game Hmm. What does that look like? Honestly, I kind of, I think it'd be neat to see something a little bit more like Star Wars Visions that we've been seeing in the... What do you mean by that? Like, just something that's not necessarily canon. Like, let's just throw... Really? In the story side, you don't want canon? I mean... It doesn't, it's just, it doesn't have to be like around canon characters, maybe is what I'm saying. Are you thinking like just more original characters or? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, just give me a good story. Mm-hmm. That's Star Wars. I think it's, if, if it's story based, I want it to be canon. Hmm. But if it's, except for like Visions, Visions is more, and it's not necessarily story based, but it is. Yeah. Visions is more about the spectacle. It's about telling these very unique stories on the visuals as well as these almost like experiences in Star Wars we don't normally see. Mm. On the multiplayer side, I don't freaking care about canon at all. Yeah. Put yeah. Starkiller in there. Put Ahsoka. Put I, whoever. Yeah. Let me fight as like an overpowered Ewok with a lightsaber. Sweet. <laughs> like I don't care if a multiplayer game is canon. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why the Battlefront games kind of floundered a little bit is mm-hmm. because 2015, they're like, everything has to be canon. Yeah. It's like, well, technically, yeah. would Palpatine be alive during this time? Or would he be on a on Jakku? It wasn't technically canon, but mm-hmm. that was kind of the guiding force of we want it to be as canon as possible. Huh. The multiplayer game, I don't freaking care. Make the campaign canon, but have whatever you want to have let me have like five luke skywalkers fighting against five darth mauls it's interesting that you bring up the point about um battlefront 2015 mm-hmm. um I, ca- I almost wonder if that's some of the hold up with the gaming just in general of star are, wars is, are those is games those it's those limitations that are hmm. strangely self-imposed yeah i don't know i wonder i wonder what the hold up is honestly that's my that's mm. my real question what's the hold up guys come <laughs> what's on what's taking you so long yeah we've gotten one game in like how many years mm-hmm. come on yeah. i don't know I, something's got to give here i feel like this is what's so great this year officially it was a few months ago, I believe, EA lost the exclusivity license for Star Wars. So technically, we can get whatever we want in terms of Star Wars games now. People, individual studios, anything can go to Lucasfilm and say, hey, I've got an idea for a Star Wars game. And that team will say, Lucasfilm games, yes, no, yes, no, how about this? They have that opportunity, like the movies now. Mm. You as a director can approach Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, and say, hey, I've got an idea for a Star Wars story. And then you can work on it. Like that was, that's, uh, I believe Acolyte was made from a, basically a lunch or something like Hmm. that. Yeah. Leslie Headland was like, yeah, I've got an idea for a Star Wars thing and I'd really like to do this. Kathleen Kennedy said, well, what about this? And it'd be great for this timeline. And she's like, sweet, that works even better. I didn't know anything about that timeline. And now I'm going to read all the books. Plug me in. 
<laughs> I think that's what's great, and I hope to see more of that in the gaming space. Mm-hmm. Like now that we have that opening of the the license, I feel like Respawn is now the Star Wars studio mm-hmm. within EA. Obviously, they've got Apex as well. Yeah. But when it comes to all of the Star Wars stuff from EA, you have Galaxy of Heroes way over here as a mobile game, and then you have Respawn that does all of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Because they, they know how to make a Star Wars game, do it well, make it quickly, tell a good story, and get good reviews and get good sales. Yeah. While DICE always had controversy when they did any kind of Star Wars game. Hmm. First game came out. Oh, it's not very it's not very open. They didn't have a class system, which a lot of people wanted. Hmm. Oh, it's set only original trilogy. I was fine with that, but a lot of people wanted more expansion. Oh, it doesn't have a campaign. And then they got Battlefront 2, and Battlefront 2 had a campaign. But... It didn't it didn't launch very well. They had the whole loot box controversy and all uh. of that stuff. So they've always had issues when you look over at Dice and Battlefront as a series. And then you have Respawn that's like, yeah, they're doing good. <laughs> and then we've got Ubisoft that could release their game as soon as next year, depending on how things go. And you also have Star Wars Eclipse, which is still a thing. I guess. Yeah. It's still a thing. Have we heard anything about Star Wars Eclipse? No, but it was rumored to be at Star Wars Celebration for a little while. And it was like, you know, we're going to give it a little more time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We have a lot of studios that are working on Mm -hmm. things, places that we know. And now that it's not all under EA, I feel like we're probably going to get more, Mm. more consistently. Yeah. And maybe we could see like Ahsoka come out. Mm. Be cool. Perfect segue. Wow. Our topic is about Ahsoka. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The new... The sprinklings of thing, new yeah. uh, interviews and things that we've mm-hmm. been getting as we get closer and closer to the time, huh? It's great. Uh, we also have a release date. August 23rd is when it's going to be released. And it will be airing on a Wednesday. Interesting. Like always. Okay. Yeah. I miss the Friday ones, man. I Big know. time. I miss the Friday Star Wars. And <laughs> I will always say this forever. Friday's the best day. August 23rd. Uh, definitely later in the month than a lot of people expected. Mm-hmm. Some people were expecting uh, early August, mm-hmm. and I was like, there's nah. no way. Dave Filoni wants as much time to work on it as possible, get it uh, in as good a place as it can be before it launches, and also just get it later on in the year. As more people, as the summer winds down, mm-hmm. more people are going to be more willing to watch a show. Yeah, I that's why a lot so. of shows will end during the summer because mm. less people are inside watching shows. At least we should hope so. <laughs> I mean, there's usually a trend. That's why video game yeah. sales slump during the summer. Mm. But movie sales usually they're big in the summer because it's <laughs> a big air conditioned place that you can go with your family. True. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of those kinds of things when you look at. You wouldn't think it's there, but yes fascinating but we've got a lot of details for soka as they're ramping it up more so than i thought like they're they're like you said they're Mm -hmm. sprinkling it throughout like each week we almost get something new we get some more details about ray stevenson's character we get more details around the state of the inquisitors what could possibly go uh in terms of that direction new pictures and all that stuff Mm -hmm. it's pretty exciting Mm mm-hmm I'm definitely ready to watch it. The other day, I was like making the bed and I was like, man, I haven't watched a Star Wars thing in a really long time. Yeah. Like, I'm, am I, am I hankering for some Star Wars shows? Wow. What a novel thing. I was like, I should just relish in this moment. Yeah. Like, they have me hungry for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I think that will be the strategy going forward is we have these moments where you want more Star Wars and then you get it eventually, mm-hmm. but it's like it makes you savor it a little bit more each yeah. time. But we got uh, some details from the Empire magazine. They always do something around Star Wars, whether it's a feature on The Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, the TV shows in general, interviews with Kathleen Kennedy and John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Or if we look at something like the movies, anytime there was a big movie, they'd have a, a release, an interview, a bunch of pictures would come out from it. And they're doing the same thing with Ahsoka. Mm. So that's where a lot of this information is coming from. Dave Filoni has said this in terms of where Ahsoka is in her place in the galaxy at this point. Mm-hmm. Quote, she's a wanderer at this point, as in and is in a lot of ways wary of an organization as such because of the power that comes with it as a group. Mm. She walks a path that basically died out a long time ago, and there aren't many like her left, if any. So that's a lonely thing. What is that life like? If you are a loner, you have a very small circle of friends. What is it like then when you try to open back up? Hmm. I think it's funny that he mentioned... If any left. Yeah, come on. Come on. This is Star Wars. Don't don't treat us like children. Freaking Ray Stevenson's character is an Order 66 survivor. Yep. There's other people. Come don't on, kid us. Come on. What are we talking about here? Yeah. Please. Please. Uh-huh. But we have details on Ahsoka as a character. And we we saw bits and pieces of this in Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian mm-hmm. of how like she's still trying to like find her purpose and mm-hmm. looking for a community, but also knows like how crumbling and fragile that can be through her time in the rebellion. Yeah, Ahsoka's in that unique space of having seen the best and the worst and Having those really hard experiences of having to break away. And so I'm sure she's kind of jaded in a lot of ways yeah. of just being like, you know what, I just, I'd really rather not be a part of things, but mm. I still want to help sort of thing. I think this is going to be really interesting, especially because we we're seeing kind of this Rebels tie in with yeah. the Rebels characters and we're seeing this new order. Mm-hmm coming into play and how like that's still trying to be a force for better but we're gonna see ahsoka kind of struggling with that too mm-hmm. like do i and, hang out with luke more right. do i go to the new republic do i just go on my own thing do i like attack thrawn like do i focus on the warlords through the galaxy right. and i think she'll n- really understand that she can't do it alone mm-hmm. i think that's why we see her going to sabine yeah it's like fine because... i can't fight the entire empire right. by myself right. anymore <laughs> And Sabine still seems like a pretty isolated character. Mm -hmm. Something I've noticed, Mm -hmm. is she a Mandalorian anymore? Because it does not look like she's a Mandalorian anymore. Who knows? We are going to find out. Uh, I don't know. She has to be. She has to be some sort of Mandalorian something. But she doesn't have any of the armor anymore. She's just like like in this pilot outfit. Yeah. I, I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Still rocking the cool hair, though. Yeah. That's just, that's an ans- a question that does not have an answer yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you posted. Oh, yeah. So we're seeing Ahsoka kind of 
ragtag these mm-hmm. <laughs> isolated individuals. She's, as she's best making she can. her own little mini Avengers. Yeah. It's like Ant Man or uh, Captain America's Revengers team or whatever in mm-hmm. Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, she's going to also rebel against having this group of people mm-hmm. because it's going to be like, oh gosh, we're yeah. going to make this power thing again. I just, uh-huh. I just can't. <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting. I, yeah. I, I, I love that idea of her like realizing that she can't go against the galaxy like the evil in the galaxy by herself and also i feel like she's just kind of like lonely a little bit Mm -hmm. like a little sad like Mm -hmm. oh where's my buds i think it's interesting i've been feeling kind of like ahsoka's been flat as far as the live action that we've seen Mm -hmm. yeah there's no depth there yeah like she's just kind of been this like monochrome Mm -hmm. character pops in helps Uh uh-huh to do a good deed and then kind of floats away and we're just kind of like left with okay cool that was Ahsoka mm-hmm. um, so I'm really hoping I'm trying not to get my hopes too up but I am definitely hoping that we see a lot more of that struggle within mm-hmm. her we have to I mean come on this is her show yeah but I did say that about Boba Fett and <laughs> it got a little taken over by Mando yes but Dave Filoni created Ahsoka wrote mm, all the episodes of Ahsoka true. and wants Ahsoka in everything so we have to keep that in mind too. true so she will be the star oh yeah this will be her show mm-hmm. <laughs> and like on that side of things like what you're saying of Ahsoka being like very kind of flat so far I think that's due to what Dave Filoni says in this next quote is he says this the biggest challenge was there's a whole bunch of the audience that know her and a whole bunch that don't she has one foot in the Star Wars that a lot of people know because of her connection to Anakin and yet she's still all new and can go in her own direction in her own way I think that makes her an interesting bridge between what came before and what's really possible. Because if you ask, like, I have friends that love Star Wars, watch every single live action thing ever, cannot watch the animated stuff, hmm. have not watched. And there's a, I understand, there's a, there's seven freaking seasons of Clone Wars. Yeah, it's a lot. They're amazing. I love every single episode. I've watched the series probably like five times. But it's a it's an investment. That is a huge time investment. The Clone Wars is like an anthology too, so there's like a right way to watch it. If you watch it how they've got it laid out on Disney Plus, you're gonna be super confused because mm-hmm. you're like, where, what, uh, what, Ooh, what, why are we doing, wait, oh, what, <laughs> wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have this really interesting problem of like, what? We need to tell people about Ahsoka, but also we need to respect the people who know that Ahsoka's here. Mm. How do we do this? That is true. It is a really tough spot. But do I feel like they've been doing it well so far? Not really. Mm-hmm. Well, they can't really without making Mandalorian the Ahsoka show. Right, right. Fair enough. So they put her there and they're like, hey, this is a person. And then all of the Ahsoka people are like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah. All the people that don't have any idea about Ahsoka. They're like, getting okay, slightly, slowly introduced mm-hmm. to her. Yeah. Interesting. Which I think is an interesting strategy. But a lot of people didn't watch Book of Boba Fett. And we're super confused when Mandalorian Season 3 came out. True. So that's another part of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't assume that everyone's watching all of these shows. Mm-hmm. I think they would like to assume oh, that. Well, yeah. I mean, clearly they did assume that. Uh-huh. And Seeing there was how like, they put a, a tremendous moment in Mandalorian, uh, Mandalorian's timeline mm. story in Boba Fett. So, yeah. <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> Clearly, that was the agenda. It was mm. like, oh no, everyone's going to be watching this. Or yeah. at least they're going to find out that we there's watch Mandalorian. Everything. Everyone else watches yeah, everything, exactly. right? And then everyone's like, what? Why, is, why does Mando have Grogu again? Uh-huh. His name's Grogu? 
What happened to Luke? What happened to baby? When did, when the did that happen? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What? Who, who's this? Who's <laughs> Grok? What? We're going by this name now? I don't get yeah. it. So there's a lot of that, those different pieces and a lot of those experiences just like that that they're going to have to really sh- go past because not everyone watched Rebels. Mm-hmm. More, I would say more people watch Clone Wars than Rebels. Yeah. So there's that side of things. You have to bring in the original trilogy fans. You have to bring in the Clone Wars fans as well. Mm-hmm. The fans of The Mandalorian. Like there's a there's a lot riding on this. I'm really fascinated to see how they pull it off because it's it's a lot of different challenges that they have to do. And I feel like every kind of faction of Star mm-hmm. Wars people likes a different thing, and I I can't we can't expect them to hit all those points. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I just hope they try to do something Ahsoka. You know, mm-hmm. like, let's just stick with Ahsoka. Honor her character. Yeah, please. Please don't be trying to please all of us, because you're never going to. Mm-hmm. Just honor that character. Yeah. Give her a good story mm-hmm. that we can get behind, you know? Like, that's really all we need. Yeah. And then eventually, after everyone craps on it, mm-hmm. and uh, like 10 years pass, everyone's going to go back like, hey, man, um, sex is pretty good. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's the Star Wars cycle of it like, is. I hate this thing. It is the way. Wait, no. Okay. Now I really like that thing. Man, That why did I hate that before? This is so underrated. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's because the things that come out keep getting worse and worse. And then we go back <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I just think that what? time passes and we're able to understand the broader story mm. as more pieces get laid out. Mm. Could be. But we'll see. Let us know your thoughts on what we could see in terms of the new Star Wars game, as well as what this news about Ahsoka could be. Let us know in the comments or contact at uplinkpodcast.com. Check out our YouTube channel if you're listening to this on anywhere you find podcasts. And hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can also pick up where you left off wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, you can find us there. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.